Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball, basketball, football, NASCAR, plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling the Conversation Station or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the PIN 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, and Bill Sparks. Well, good evening from Southwest Florida, where it's very, very warm, but not too warm that we can't give you a lot of great sports news. And I'm going to turn it over to Chris. Okay. Hi, everybody. This is show number 60, and it's September 29th, 2019. the last day of the baseball season, the fourth Sunday of the NFL season. Uh, and it may got, be the first Sunday that we go overtime. And it may yeah. be the first Sunday that we go overtime. Well, I think we might have one other time, but I think we ran a uh, ran a, a, uh, a segment uh, that ran after 9 o'clock Eastern, but we'll, we'll see. Anyhow, yeah, so let me tell you what we're going to do. We're going to start, as we usually do, with the NFL, and this is a ridiculous day. Nobody had a good day picking. If you had anybody picked these games, you know, take them to Vegas with you or whatever your local casino is because they know something you don't know because I don't – I'm 6-7 and seven and we're all, we all uh, struggled today. So we'll go over all those games. Um, then we'll do our little spot break, probably near the bottom of the hour. We'll do baseball because the baseball season is done. And what we've got this year, this time, and if you want to write it down or record it, whatever you want to do, because we're going to have the final standings for you. So you'll be able to say uh, how your team did in 2019. We've got the scores from today, and then I was able to uh, figure out the final standings. So we've got that. Uh, then we're going to do some boxing. There was a big and fight we can, tell, we can tell them so far which managers are out. Yes, yes, right. We will talk about the manager firings and so forth, um, or resignings or whatever they did. We've got uh, boxing that Robert will talk about. We have and um, hockey and hockey. Yeah, but, but but probably college football before hockey. A little bit of college football, then hockey. Then we'll uh, talk about Marty Brenneman, and so he uh, retired uh, on Thursday after his illustrious forty-five year career with the Cincinnati 46. Reds. Forty-six. 40, no, forty. Well. Just a little over 45. It's 46 seasons, uh, just over 40, 45 and a half years because it's not quite October 4th yet. But, yep, and the 46 seasons is correct. And so uh, he, uh, you know, is one of the legends. I, I looked him up on uh, Miss A. He's 77 years old, but he doesn't sound a day over 60. He sounds great. If he wanted to keep doing it, he could. If he wanted to be a Vince Scully, but he just wants to travel with his wife, he said. He wants mm. to be in Cincinnati and uh, just enjoy that area because he loves it there and travel with his wife around the world when or wherever he wants to go, whenever he wants to go, while he still can. So that's his thing. But anyway, we'll uh, hear uh, some comments by him uh, at the end of the show. So anyway. Uh, the one, the all, ones that I think are good, Chris, the one that, that, that I thought really brought a lot to the Marty Renneman thing, we're going to hear him and Jeff Brantley talk yes. in the radio booth at the end of the game. I thought that was really, really yes. good. I heard that, yes. Okay, so first, though, Sean hasn't said anything because he's about to talk for two minutes. He's going to tell us about how to hear the show and where it is and what's going on. Well, basically, we're going to tell you right now how to contact us throughout the week and tell where you can hear content, you know, hey, that you don't get on this show. You dial 712-432-3642. You go to Board 9. That is our sports lounge board. You can interact with us. You get 
stuff that, hey, you don't get throughout the week, but you'll come back and you'll hear us talk about later in the week, and we may even throw in your comments. Also, Board 11 is the Fight Club talking boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. You get some of that, which you get our boxing expertise from Robert tonight. And Board 13 is where you go for all of your schedules, TV, XM, Sirius, NFL schedule, you you go for all that stuff over there. And that starting is, this week, we'll have hockey schedule because the NHL regular season will start. Yeah, love hockey. Up. We'll have, and then coming Basketball soon, NBA, later. when they come in yep. in a couple of weeks. And, but I did get my hockey know, schedule, yeah. so we're good to go for uh, for that. I'll probably put that in on, uh, you know, Tuesday, you know, because but I think they'll start those, Wednesday. That's basically where you, where you can go, but we had a crazy, crazy, crazy day <laughs> in the NFL. Let's just say our contest, at least I know for me, Chris, Shelley, we sucked. <laughs> well, as I say, if anybody got in, got all, got any anything, but there's always somebody who's going to go with these six and seven that we are. Somebody went, somebody went ten and three. There just is people. Just, it's not, that sounds like something. Like somebody whatever. like that sounds like Chris. Something, somebody like Jerry might do. That's he might. He might. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to ask him if he comes on. So he's, uh, he's Kenny, here, start, so we'll get to him later. All right. Why don't we start running down these games here? Well, we started on Thursday night. Eagle 34, Packers 27, and frankly, the Packers had every chance in the world to win that game and didn't do it. Yep, they screwed it up. Yep, they turned it over down uh, deep. They they had uh, Aaron Rodgers had a wonderful game. Uh, Devontae Adams, before he got hurt, 180 yards uh, receiving. They were throwing the ball all over the field, but the, they couldn't stop the run. The Eagles ran it down their throats. And that was uncharacteristic. The Eagles haven't run on anybody this year. And, and the Packers haven't been that susceptible to the run either. But for whatever reason, that's what happened on Thursday well, night. What blew me away, Chris, is Green Bay had the ball first and goal on the one-yard line. And instead of trying to run it in for four consecutive plays, they tried to pass it and they failed four straight times. I'm like, come on, first and goal at the one, you run the ball in, you know? Yeah. Well, that shows how much confidence they must have in their uh, running game. Yeah, not much. Tight. Lynn, we go to today's games. Titans 24, Falcons 10. That might, that I think was a little bit of a surprise. Yes. That was I mean, a surprise for me. I'm surprised. I mean, first of all, the Titans are, are Jekyll and Hyde. You know, they blew out the Browns, and we now see from another game the Browns are not a bad team. They blew out the Browns, but they, they had some really bad they, – they lost to Jacksonville. I mean, they've had some really strange games, and yeah. I don't understand the team. I never really. The Titans is another inconsistent team, and the Falcons. I think it's going to be the last year for their coach because this is just getting ridiculous. I know Ryan's getting a bit older. I mean, he's not as old as you know some of these guys, Brady and you know Eli Manning and Roethlisberger and stuff. But he, you know, it's just not happening there anymore. And and they've got no. the talent around him and in the, in the offense. It's just not. They're just not getting it done. They say the problem in Atlanta, Chris, is Arthur Blank, Arthur Blank, the Falcons owner, is too loyal to his employees. He doesn't want to make changes when when they're necessary. Okay. So yeah. this is the same owner that brought in Bobby Petrino. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We don't want anybody to forget uh, these these things, you know. Cause no, that's, 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 I, I get you. Okay. Patriots 16, Bills 10. It would have been 17, but Zaskowski <laughs> missed his first extra point of the game again, as he tends to do. But yep. the Patriots won the game anyway, and 
Well, it's all defense. Both teams played good defensively. It was a very strange game because what happened was the Patriots came out really smoking. They they got that that touchdown. Then they uh, blocked the punt and scored on special teams at thirteen and nothing before uh, everybody had finished their first beer in, in the ballpark. And then it, it turned into a slog fest, shall we say? After that, the Patriots only got another field goal. The, the Bills' defense stepped it up. Uh, the Patriots were just off that off rhythm all the time, but um, Josh Allen really didn't know what he was doing. He was throwing it all over the place. You should have heard Scott Zolak commenting on him. Just that he really looked like he didn't know what he was doing. Then he got hurt, and in came Matt Barkley. And boy, sometimes you see these people come up. Now the Patriots, for example, here's another one: the Patriots this week signed as a backup Cody Kessler. You think these people disappear after a while? You know, you think they're gone, but here came Matt Barkley out of the blue. Did you know he's only started seven NFL games? He's been around yeah. 2013. Yeah. It's amazing, yeah. but and he actually did okay for somebody coming in off the bench. But it was just one of those things. The Patriots defense played really well, but the Buffalo one did too. But um, Patriots uh, remain undefeated. The Bills are now three and one. Now, why did they sign a backup quarterback, Chris? Was it an injury, or did they just feel that? The- I think they feel that Stidham, well, he did have a, Brady did, well, Brady gets on the injury report every once in a while, just to keep everybody guessing, because Belichick does that, but uh, <laughs> he wasn't on it this week. But I think it's, they, it Stidham throw through that uh, pick six with the Jets last week. I think they said, you know, do we really want a rookie as a backup, or we want somebody who's been in the league? Now, talk about a, a turnover, turnover machine. I remember him with the Browns. Cody Kessler was indeed that. Yes, but, he uh, was. You know, Probably still is. <laughs> Probably still is, but uh, I think it's just the idea of we want somebody with a little more. Uh, we'll talk today about a backup who came in and did, did very well. And, you know, you want somebody who you can uh, not drop off too much when, when you go to the bench. And mm-hmm. Kessler may not be the right guy, but that's who they got. Well, here's your longer game in the first set. The Chiefs beat the uh, Lions 34-30, to and that was a good high offensive game. It was a down to the wire. Let me tell it you. Was. It was. And, and Kansas City, you know, they really are, I'm, I'm telling you, they and the Patriots are the class of the AFC, I think, because uh, that's the kind of game that you lose. You know, you, you get way behind again. They did it to the Raiders, but the Raiders aren't as good. The Lions are a good team and you know they've they've got to hold their heads high out of there's no such thing as moral victories in sports but the lions have to hold their head high in this game they they kept fighting back matthew stafford had a bad hip but he was playing very well galladay had a big day for the lions but you know uh, mahomes got it got it done when he needed to and uh you know they, they just kept coming and coming and coming and uh, so their the chiefs are still undefeated too uh, here's one that I'm sure Bill doesn't like and Robert does like. Raiders 31, Colts 24. And the game, I didn't feel, was even that close. No, uh, it, it wasn't. And, Bill, you can comment on this because, I, you know, I don't get to hear the Colts or see the Colts every week. But um, I was really surprised that a West Coast team was able to once again show up on the East Coast and do as well as they do because normally for years when an east coast team normally plays in that one o'clock eastern time uh, slot they don't uh, the history says the west coast team doesn't do well and today it looked like the raiders were ready to play and the colts weren't so yeah, i don't know uh, am i wrong about that bill nope you hit it right on the right on the nail and well the real uh you know, with a real quarterback show up for the Colts, I think we're going to, that's what we're going to be treated to is this inconsistency in 
Well, he's still a young quarterback. You know, we talked the other, a minute ago about Barkley starting seven times. Brissett had the one year a couple of years ago, and he did play a couple of games with the Patriots. But he's he's a young quarterback. The other thing is he doesn't have T.Y. Hilton, and that's mm, very true. important. That's uh, yeah. really one of the that's his best receiver. And you take the best receiver away from any quarterback, uh, unless they're a Brady or a Rodgers, they'll make do with whatever they got. Uh, you know, Breeze. But you know, those, and those Chris, upper echelon and, guys. And, and Chris, I put the Raiders in the same category as the Titans. You never know from week to week what team's going to show up. So no. Well, no. Let, let me ask you a question. All right, you're down. You're right at a minute to go. You're you've just scored the like the Colts, and you're kicking off, and you don't do an onside kick. You kick it back to the defense when you've got seven points to make up. Why do you do that? Well, it depends on how many timeouts. There's a ratio that they try to think about. About is it over two minutes? Is that under, I believe the Colts only had one. I believe they only had one timeout left. If I'm not well, that's probably it. not a good idea because if you yeah. can get a couple of running plays and they're going to run the run the clock down and you know, take, they had three play, <laughs> delay of game penalties or whatever. So I don't. I, you know, I didn't hear the end of the game, so I don't know where they were. But if you what, you really did you say, did you say Bill that they, did you say Bill they had three timeouts? They had three timeouts left. Oh, that's they, why. Yeah, that's okay. why. That's why they did it because they figured. Right. You run the ball, timeout. Run the ball, timeout. Run the ball, timeout. That's oh, okay. that would I be that would be their justification for doing it that yeah. way. And if you do it the right way, you can only run off twenty or thirty seconds off the clock, and then you're right. going to be getting the ball back. So, and of course, then then fourth down comes. They wait the forty seconds and then kick the ball, but you'd still get it with X number of seconds. They have this all figured out, but uh, the defense has to. If they get a first down, then it's all over, and that's you know that's that's the problem with that whole scenario. Yeah. Well, another West Coast team went east, and they had no problems, but that's because they were playing the Dolphins. <laughs> yes. Uh, Chargers yeah. 30, Dolphins 10. Probably not a lot to say about this game. And, uh, no. Well, the Dolphins did have a lead at one point. They did. Well, that first lead of the season. So <laughs> they, they have had a lead this season. Uh, yeah, the Chargers uh, got it together. Uh, I know Eckler had a big game. Uh, you know, and, of course, this is interesting now. Um, uh, more, uh, what's his name? Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Back. He did not play. He's expected to play some next week, but right now it's still Eckler uh, being the primary guy because he's been there all but, year. But uh, Gordon was activated today, he was. so he was, he was in uniform. So so we'll see what happens down the road. But the Chargers pretty good team. I mean, they they. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think they lost last week. Who were they playing last week? I'm trying to they remember. They played. Now. You, wasn't it Houston last week? Yeah, and they yes, lost at home, and then they go yeah. to Miami. Not that Miami's great shakes, but they did beat them. And again, at that one o'clock window in the East. Yeah. Uh, you know, teams have been doing a little bit better in the East, uh, and the Chargers have had to do that twice now. They played a good game against the Lions. They lost it a couple of weeks ago, but yes. uh, they've actually been doing that uh, fairly often. So, yeah. anyway. Yep. Well, now, when they, when, I know when the Dolphins scored that first touchdown and had the lead, you just swore that um, Jimmy Cephalo had just experienced Christmas morning because <laughs> <laughs> that might be yeah. the only lead he has this year. They don't yeah, expect probably. No. That's right. Giants 24, Redskins 3. The Redskins, frankly, are just horrible. Uh, yeah, I, Jay Gruden is uh, Jay Gruden is going to be unemployed very, very soon. He's, and, yes, he is definitely going to be unemployed. And, and it, looks like, uh, it looks like Dan, uh, Daniel Evans has turned the Giants season around. Daniel Jones. Jones. Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Well, yeah, and, look, and I, guess the, I guess the problem with the Redskins is this. Apparently, um, the, Ohio, the quarterback um, Haskins out of Ohio State was a front office draft pick, not a Jay Gruden pick. So apparently yes. Gruden does not have any confidence in this kid, but the front office, of course, wants to play him. Yeah. 
Well, you know, this is, yeah, and they look at the Giants and they say, well, look, they just brought in their young quarterback and people are, are happy and paying attention and, you know, it's a new era, blah, blah, blah. Well, you got to have the right guy. And Daniel Jones, I was listening to a show uh, today uh, on FAN before the game. They were talking about how smart he is, how good he is at reading defenses. He's like a veteran out there. You know, remember the old, uh, yeah. uh, what do you call it, Omaha thing that the Manning would do because he was right. checking off and letting people know Brady's always changing the play at the line. This kid is really good, and he's really got a good head on his shoulders. Not saying that Eli didn't, but it's just a younger guy, a more mobile guy. And uh, this is what the Giants need right now. They did manage to, even though Saquon Barkley is out for the four to eight weeks or whatever it's going to be, uh, the, the other running back, whose name is escaping me right now, came in and did a really good job, scored a couple of touchdowns. So uh, this was pretty good. The, the Giants, I think, will, of course, run down the schedule in a little while. They're going to be playing the Vikings next week. Actually, that will be kind of an interesting game. Yes. Well, and of course, yes. Jay Gruden, I mean, you can't judge anything on on totally just one game, but he may be proven partially right because they did bring in Haskins in the second half and he threw three picks. Yeah. yeah there you go. No, well, uh, you can criticize the Gruden brothers for a lot of things, but they do know, they do know offense and they do know, they do know their quarterback. So, yeah. you know. Browns 40, Ravens 25, and the Browns, I think a lot of people would say, hey, the Browns finally showed up, and this is what they expected to see. Well, the Browns, you know, if you look at it, they played a horrible game against Tennessee, when we talked about earlier. They played as well as they had to against the Jets, and, you know, the Jets were horrendous that night. That's the night they lost their second quarterback, and, you know, 23-3 on Monday night. They played a good game against the Rams last week. They gave the Rams everything they wanted. And, uh, you know, they play, they held them down, and the Rams' offense, you know, can score. They, they held them down and almost won that game at Cleveland. And then, uh, But I was still surprised because Baltimore has not played badly this year. And they came into Baltimore and really yeah. took it to them. And, uh, you know, you and the big, day, the big guy was Nick Chubb. I think he had three touchdowns for the Browns. Wasn't so big for yeah. um, uh, Baker Mayfield. He didn't have a great day, but, you know, okay. But uh, it was uh, Nick Chubb that really got it done for the Browns. Maybe, maybe Chris, uh, maybe Baker needs to stay off Twitter and worry about his games. That's true, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Panthers 16, Texans 10. This was a good ball game. This was, was a back-and-forth game. It was down to the wire. Uh, Texans just, you know, it was all, you know, Panthers went. They, they drove. They came down Texans. Had a chance to even uh, take the lead at the end, but they just didn't. And, get and, it done. and once again, back to our earlier discussion. Here's a backup quarterback that seems to know what he's doing. Because well, you know he had a lot of experience long... last year because Newton was out. Yeah, and I think that right now Newton is because he's not healthy. He's not as good as this guy. Right, and you know, but the thing is, Texas. The, the Texans have played better on the road than they have at home. They, yeah. uh, they beat the Chargers and they played the Saints to a standstill. You know, you know, in the first week of the season, they just barely beat Jacksonville a couple of weeks ago, and now they lose to uh, Carolina. So, uh, Carolina, I don't yeah, know what, you know, I don't know what's going on, and when they're in the, that that stadium right now, but it's yeah. not good. <laughs> Seahawks twenty seven, Cardinals ten. I don't, I just, I don't see the Cardinals mm, winning no. much, and the Seahawks. There's not they're a whole lot They're just the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, unless Seahawks are pretty team. good. No, the, the the interesting one will be coming up Thursday night, right off the bat. And I don't know how to pick this game because it's going to be in Seattle, twelfth man, all that good stuff. Rams are going to go in there, but you know, you look, you, you would, on the face of it, you'd pick Seattle based on past performance, but you look at the the Thursday night game we just had with the Eagles and the Packers, so what do we know? You know, the, yeah. the, the Eagles and, look and are the Rams, the Lions, and are the Rams the gonna be ticked and are the Rams gonna be ticked off with the way they played today? 
Well, they should yes. be. Uh, their defense was horrible. Their offense was fine, but their defense was horrible. 55 points. <laughs> okay, well. Bears, Bears 16, Vikings 6. The Vikings fans, most of them have had it with Kirk Cousins. (laughs) Yeah. And the the Bears, in the meantime, brought in Mitch Trubisky got hurt, a shoulder injury. We don't know how severe yet. That's probably an MRI tomorrow or whatever. We'll probably find out. But uh, in came Chase Daniels. And he did very well. He, he yes, picked he up did. right where Trubisky, and not that Trubisky's been having a great se- se- season, and and really has not been a great quarterback. He's been okay, and he's been the managing the game, and that defense is so good, and it, um, often the running game has been so good that they've been able to uh, make do with Trubisky not doing that well. But Chase Daniels came right in and stepped in, and yeah, didn't they didn't miss a beat, and they really shut and, the Vikings down. But you're right about Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and we've Chicago, we've seen we've seen Chase Daniel Sean when he played at Missouri because he's in the middle of yeah. the country. And I don't think this I thought, for I don't think I for us Chase this Daniel would play in high school. I don't think Chase this would Daniel be much was, of a I don't think this would be much of a shock. Yeah, no, I saw him in high school basically dominate, and then when he went to Missouri, he dominated. You know, when he was South of Carroll and Dallas, I mean he. He dumb. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not shocked at all by what. Uh, and remember, Chicago goes to London to play the Raiders next week, and uh, I think the Bears would be perfectly fine if Daniels is the starting quarterback next week. I think he will be. It's, it's, it's actually it's it. actually Daniel. Daniel. Daniel, okay. But I don't think they'd be upset because, first of all, you want to make a guy with a bad shoulder fly all the way over there. I don't, and, and they've got a bye week after this, as you said. So right. whatever's up with Trubisky, he's not playing next week. You know, no. he's got any problem at all. There's no need uh, you to You can that. count on that. Yeah. Minshew continues. Jags 26, Broncos 24 on a last second field goal. Yes, if they really mean yeah. so, as uh, uh, Minshew, as um, Ed Sullivan would say. And, yeah, that was, again, yeah, who knew in this game? I mean, we said Jacksonville's very inconsistent. I, I, I ended up picking Denver because they were home. I figured Denver's going to win a game at some point, And they probably oh, will. Four you know, now. You know, they're on four. But, you know, Jacksonville won because they weren't supposed to. And that's just kind of the way it is with them. And actually, in a way, they've been playing some pretty good football. They beat Tennessee. They almost beat Houston. Uh, they they beat Denver here. So, uh, you know, three, three and, out of four uh, weeks of they course, played fairly uh, well. When they, when they played Kansas City, they didn't do too badly either. So No, that was a little garbage time, though, because the Chiefs got way ahead when, right. right when um, what's-his-name got hurt right off the and, bat, uh, Foles. And then Minshew came in, and they're like, oh, well, let the kid have a couple. You know, but as it turns out, He's a pretty good quarterback. Yep. He is. Now, the interesting thing for the Broncos, I think, going forward, and I heard this discussed on um, NFL radio, um, we don't know yet whether uh, Brittany Boland is going to continue to run the Broncos or if she's going to sell the Broncos. But if she does, where does that loyalty – when does the loyalty to John Elway run out? Because after the, Peyton Manning, after the Peyton Manning experience, he's not had a good track record. No. No. He's probably been maybe a little more effective than Michael Jordan, but not much. You know, let's put it that way. (laughs) Some of these guys can do this, and some of these guys can't. Right. Rams lose to the Buccaneers 55-40. to One of the guys Uh, on the... The defense for the Rams was horrible. I I couldn't believe this game. I I didn't... 
<laughs> there was a guy who was talking about knockout pools and uh, on, on on FAN today before the game. You know, I I, I just like their their pregame stuff. Oh, I, I love that! Pool. I love that show. I listen every Sunday now. Yeah, it's a yeah. good show, and because they give a good national perspective, but a lot of New York, and I'm interested in both the Jets, Jets here in this division. The Giants yeah. are uh, my second favorite team, and you know, the thing is, the guy was, they were talking about knockout pools. They said, well, the one you'd probably use today would be the Rams, because after all, Tampa Bay is not going to. But I'll, and you talk about inconsistency. Here's Tampa Bay. Yes, last week scores all kinds of points against the Giants, but allows the Giants to come uh, come down and get that uh, touchdown at the end of the game to beat. And then they couldn't kick the field goal to win the game. And this week they go into Los Angeles, the Super Bowl, and the NFC champions, and they they nail them fifty five to forty. Yeah. What the heck is going on? Oh, yeah. And then, of course, tonight we have the uh, Cowboys visiting the Saints. That is Just the Cowboys started. minus Brad Sham. Yep. Uh, yep. Ted Emmerich yeah, is doing the game, so that is yeah, Jewish Brad New Sam. Year. Yeah. By the way, happy Happy New Year to our Jewish friends. It's fifty seven eighty, I believe, or something like that. Yeah, okay. Brad yep. Sham is out uh, right now. There's still no score. So. Okay. Okay. Well, if and if, then if the Bengals and then the Bengals and the Steelers play tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. I, I I picked the Saints and the Steelers in these two games, so uh, you know, run and hide if you did too. You know, well, that's, that's the way it's been going. Okay, so we have our schedule upcoming for next week, and uh, boy, how are these games going to go? We start on Thursday night, uh, the third, of course, all times Eastern. We have the Rams at Seattle, eight twenty p.m. on Fox and NFL Network. Then we go to Sunday, October sixth. Arizona at Cincinnati. There's another team, uh, Pacific oh, uh, Time Zone team coming east. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's not a good game right 1 there. 1 p.m. on Fox, yes. We're going to have uh, the, whatever their eighth of six crews is going to go to that, that <laughs> yeah. game, whoever, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffalo at Tennessee, 1 p.m. on CBS. There's Chicago at Oakland, 1 p.m. on Fox. That's in London. Yes. Uh, so, but it's a 1 o'clock game, so it'll be mixed in with your 1 o'clock games, uh, as usual. Uh, yep. Tampa Bay at New Orleans, 1 p.m. on Fox. Okay. We have Minnesota at the Giants, 1 p.m. on Fox. That'll be interesting because uh, the yes, two interesting teams. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater against the Daniel Jones. Yes, correct. No, that's Bridgewater. No, that's New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, oh, Cousins. Minnesota. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. He was on, uh, Teddy Bridgewater was on Minnesota. That's right. Sorry about okay. that. We have the Jets at Philadelphia. And that would be Joe Namath. And who, no, forget it. Yeah. Uh, Jets at Philadelphia, 1 p.m. on CBS. Uh, we have Baltimore at, at Pittsburgh, 1 p.m. on CBS. And that's interesting. I thought they yeah. might have put that at a later time. But, uh, you know, and, and uh, it's an important game. You know, if the Steelers can win tomorrow night, or the same for the Bengals. They're both 0-3. But whoever wins tomorrow night's in this race because I'm telling you, they're going to be one game behind the Browns and the and the Ravens. So, you know, that's that, right, that yeah. race is uh, going to tighten up. We have the Patriots at Washington, 1 p.m. on CBS. Oh, There's your knockout pool game, so <laughs> yeah. watch out for that one. Uh, we have Jacksonville at Carolina, 1 p.m. on CBS. That uh, that could be that turned out to be an interesting game now. Yeah, that will be pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Atlanta at Houston, 1 p.m. on Fox. Uh, that could be interesting. Yep. Denver at the Chargers. These are the late games. 405 on uh, CBS. So Fox will have your doubleheader game. That, that's Denver right. Denver at the Chargers. So then uh, the baseball Green. must be on Fox Sports 1. That is correct. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, yeah. Baseball is on Fox Sports 1 also. And, and TBS. And TBS. Okay. So Green Bay at Dallas. That's probably the big national game. 425 p.m. on Fox. Yes. Right. Uh, Indianapolis at Kansas City, 8.20 p.m. on NBC. So we've only got two uh, 4 o'clock window games. 
Mm-hmm. So again, Be- because of the baseball. City. Yep, because of baseball. Mm-hmm. Monday night, we have uh, Cleveland at San Francisco. That's going to be kind of cool. That is interesting, yeah. Yep, 815 on ESPN. ESPN and the bye teams are Miami. They finally get a rest. Good for them. Detroit. They're just two. So we're oozing through the buys. Sometimes you have a lot of buys, but uh, they're, they just started with two uh, this week and two next week. Right. So a couple of other little NFL notes. A couple before, of, uh, before yeah. you get to the, before you get to those, Chris, we do have a hand. Shelly, go okay. ahead. Go I ahead, just wanted Sean. to say oh, a couple Shelley. quick things. That game was terrible to watch. That Baltimore-Cleveland game, I don't like the dirty birdies anyway, but that was horrible to watch. I also want to that only one person out of 38 picked Cleveland. So everybody mm-hmm. was thinking that game was going to change you know, yep. and be different. Yeah. And the other thing is, I have the most games this whole year so far. Most games won, and eight this week, actually. Okay, I'm done. So you're eight and five. Well. Eight and five, that's good. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, well, knew somebody, nice. I knew somebody uh, profits by these things, and you just never know somebody who it's going to be. You know? <laughs> okay. Shut up. So... Any more hands? Or can we, we do, do these, not have uh, any hands right now. All right. And by the okay. way, if you're if you're in here, six four six eight seven six nine nine two three, or download the Zoom app and enter two eight seven seven two three forty six hundred. Hit the pound key twice. Uh, if you're on your phone, star nine. Your computer, alt Y. Your smartphone, smart device is the more key. So okay, a couple hand. of a uh, couple of people to talk about who are no longer with us now. Tommy Brooker, he uh, he died at seventy nine years old. He played uh, with Dallas, the Dallas Texans, when they first uh, were in the league sixty two, and then uh, of course stayed with the franchise and went to Kansas City with them sixty three, sixty six. He was a place kicker and an end, which is you know back in those days. Uh, Gino Capaletti was a wide receiver. Uh, George Blanda was a quarterback. You know, a lot of the place kickers played other places. Uh, Lou Groza, I think, with the Browns was an offensive lineman, whatever. So um, he, uh, he had three touchdowns in the 62 season as, as an end. He had uh, 41 field goals uh, in 85 attempts. That's not too good. He had, uh, no. and, but he was 49 for 49 in point, point afters. And uh, back then, of course, it was a lot easier to, to kick uh, point afters, but uh, he had the, uh, the longest record in franchise history, and uh, and he had eight point afters and a fifty-nine to seven win on uh, September eighth of sixty-three uh, when they beat Denver. Uh, Denver used to be horrible in those first few years of the AFL. And another guy that people might be more familiar with who died, Wally Chambers, who played for the uh, Bears. He was sixty-eight. He uh, was he came from uh, Eastern Kentucky, eighth pick in seventy-three for the Bears. He played for the Bears seventy three to seventy seven, Tampa Bay seventy eight and seventy nine. Uh, he uh, let's see, he made three Pro Bowls, and uh, he was the Defensive Rookie of the Year in seventy three, and uh, he and had three fumble recoveries and one interception. So, but a longtime Bear, not in their glory years, but he was a teammate of Walter Payton, and they did have a little playoff uh, history there in about seventy seven. So he was part of that team. So. Uh, I, if, unless anybody else has something else on the NFL, hey, well, hand, well we do. We do have a hand, so yeah, all right. uh, go ahead, Jerry. You were curious as to how I did, you guys. I figured it out right, uh, Shelley. Congratulations on being eight and five. I went the other way, five and eight. Okay, then. all right. Well, who's gonna, Jerry? Who's going to manage the Pirates? I have no idea. Uh, that, that came as a surprise. Didn't really come as too big of a surprise, but it's not going to. I don't know what's going to change. It's always fired a manager. Yeah. Well, you can't fire the whole team. Right. 
That's right. Yeah. Can't fire the whole team. And, of course, it was an emotional day for Steve Blass, and we'll talk about that later. Okay. Okay. All right. So I guess if we want to do our uh, spots, and then we'll go to baseball. Let's, let's do it, Bill. Let's take our two-minute break, and we'll be back. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And at 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Back to the guys. No, but okay. before we start our before we start our baseball bill, did you have our listeners this week? We we did that oh, at this point last oh, week. We'll do it after after you do your baseball because I didn't okay. pull it up, but I will. I'm okay. I'm remiss. No and we want to say Chase Elliott won the uh, NASCAR. So we do. Y- yes, I found that out before the that show. That was started. good, Robert. Okay. All right. So now what we're going to do, which is different than we've done in the past. Normally, I've given you the standings going into that day and then the scores because, of course, everything wasn't over on those days. And then we talked about the wild card. All, everything is settled now. We'll talk about uh, where what this all means. But I'm first going to give you today's scores. Then I'm going to give you the final standings for the MLBs for this year. I figured them out uh, after with these results in mind. So if you want to write them down or get your tape recorders or do whatever you want to do, just so you know how the standings all came out, because we talk about them all for six months, and this is the way it was. But first, yeah, and we'll, be, and we'll also today. be able to tell you about the managers too. So yes, we will. Yeah. So the Cub, uh, the Cardinals beat the Cubs nine to nothing. That was the big game of the day. That means the Cardinals win the National League Central, and it was just sort of a matter of time, I guess, before they finally uh, said, "Let's just get this over with," and they did it easily. So uh, on to the postseason they go. Red Sox beat Baltimore five to four. Miami beat Philadelphia four to three. Washington over Cleveland eight to two. It was Cincinnati beating Pittsburgh three to one. The Dodgers beat San Francisco nine to nothing. Texas over the Yankees six to one. Houston beat the Angels eight to five. 
We had Arizona over San Diego, one to nothing. These games got over quickly because uh, it's the last game of the season. They don't mess around. Uh, Seattle over Oakland, uh, three to one. Uh, the White Sox beat the Tigers, five to three. Kansas City beat Minnesota, five to four. Then we had a couple of uh, oh no, Toronto beat Tampa Bay. Uh, Eight to three. We had a couple of extra inning games. I assume these were ten inning games. The way Miss A made it sound, I, I, she doesn't tell me these things. Uh, the Mets beat Atlanta seven to six. That was in eleven. Eleven, okay. And Colorado beat Milwaukee four to three. And that was know, in thirteen. That was in thirteen. So there you go. So uh, they had to play a little extra, and I'm sure uh, uh, they weren't I'm happy. Sure the Brewer, I'm sure the Brewers just love that. Yeah. yeah, right, because they now yes. have to go to Washington. We'll talk about that in a minute. So the final standings are as follows. In the American League East, the Yankees were 103-59. and 59. Tampa Bay second at 96-66. and 66. Red Sox third at 84-78. and 78. And I realized when I looked at it that the Red Sox and Cubs have had exactly the same record. Oh, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> okay. Toronto at 67 and 95, Baltimore at 54 and 108, but they're not getting the number one draft choice because nope. no, there's a team out there that's worse. In the Central, Minnesota 101 and 61. We had Cleveland at 93 and 69, and Cleveland does not make the postseason. They won 93. If you win 93, you should make it, but they had opportunities and they they folded in the last week, and it's kind of just one of those things that you know yep. if they'd lost by a game or something, you'd feel bad, but. They kind of did, Tampa Bay and the A's did pull away from them, and so it's just the way it is. Somebody was not going to make it who was going to have a good record, but Cleveland kind of played themselves out of it to a degree. We have the White Sox at 72 and 89. The reason that this, these and the Tigers don't add up to 162 is they're not going to make up the one game that they would have played, uh, they, it, that they lost to a rainout. So Yeah, if the game would have meant something, they would have had a doubleheader today, but since it didn't, they don't. Right. So the White Sox at 72 and 89. Kansas City at 58 and 104, and Detroit, the uh, winners of the uh, loser award this year, 47 and 114. Unbelievable. American League West, Houston, 107 and 55. So they have the home field uh, throughout the American League playoffs. Oakland and the, wor- 90- and the World Series. And the World and the, Series. And the World yeah. Series. Uh, Oakland, 97 and 65. That's, it. That's the exact same record we had last year. Uh, All right. Chris, so. Texas. Uh, and by the way, the Red Sox uh, were 24 games less than they had last year. They were 108, yes. and they won 84. Mm-hmm. Texas, 78 and 84. The Angels, 72 and 90. And Seattle, 68 and 94. National League East, the Braves win it this year with a 97 and 65 record. Washington at second, 93-69. That came out a little closer than uh, it looked, but uh, you know it didn't really matter. The Braves uh, didn't really have to worry about it. Mets finished strong, 86 and 76, and that's a pretty good year. Now we'll get talking about managers, but there's rumors about Mickey Calloway again, just because Joe Madden's available and it's New York and all that good stuff. So we'll talk about that in a, in a few minutes. We had Philadelphia at 81 and 81. So they Played 500 ball with Bryce Harper. That's just about what they did without Bryce Harper. And uh, I have a feeling that it. Philly will have a new boss next year. They might, and uh, maybe they'll have 13 of them in the 13 years Bryce Harper's there. Who knows? Uh, who knows? Miami at 57 and 105. Uh, National League Central again. We said the Cardinals won it, at 91 and 71. Milwaukee 89 and 73. The Cubs 84 and 78, and uh, again they kind of played themselves out the last uh, week or so, losing those four games to the Cardinals. That uh, you know, if they've won a couple of them, they at least would have given them some ho- some hope going into the week, uh, but they didn't have it. Cincinnati 75 and 87, Pittsburgh 69 and 93. In the West, the Dodgers 106 and 56. 
so they'll have home field through the National League. Arizona, 85 and 77. Not a bad year for the Diamondbacks at all. San Francisco, 77 and 85. Colorado, 71 and 91. And we had San Diego at 70 and 92. So, guys, why don't you run down the managerial territory? Okay, here's what we have so far. And we know that the Cubs, uh, it technically is not a firing with Joe Madden. His contract is just not being renewed. Yeah. But that's the way it's worded. Clint Hurdle is out in Pittsburgh. Andy Green is out in San Diego. And we know that Bruce Bochy retired and in so did uh, Ned San Yost. Francisco. And Ned Yost retired with the Royals. Right. So yeah. those are the ones we have so far. Uh, of course, there's rumors with uh, Callaway with the Mets, Kapler with the Phillies. Um, I think it'd be hard for the Mets to fire Callaway. I mean, they that that team and Washington were both in the throes of horrible streaks in in June. They both turned it around, and and they had both lost horrible series to the Marlins, who everybody knew was terrible. And you know, they both looked like they were on life support. That both teams were going to fire their managers, and Callaway, uh, you know, of course, got uh, got them close to the wild card. Washington got into the postseason, so I really think the Callaway would be hard hard to get rid of. But, yeah, and I'll, the same for the Nationals. I keep hearing. Oh yeah, no, like, yeah. Nationals. I think it's a no brainer. I think. Yeah. Who do you think? Okay, then who's who are the managers of the year? You know, I I certainly think in the National League for what he had to do with all the injuries they've had. Uh, I would have to say that uh, obviously Brian Snicker would be up there with the Braves. Uh, Craig Council with the Brewers, though, he had a lot of injuries. Yes. And uh, yeah. it, last night they had another uh, Lorenzo Kane was injured, so that could affect them going into the wild card game. Ryan Braun is also not totally healthy, so um, yeah. you, wonder, you wonder in their case, is Josh Hader tired? You know, because yeah. he gets used so often. So I would personally favor the Nationals in that game, but we'll get to that here in a minute. But yeah. I think in the American <laughs> League, you would have to give some consideration to Aaron Boone. Well, look at the injuries they had. They yeah. Did. They <laughs> really. Did. They did. And, and again, Bob Melvin, because, you know, with yeah, the low budget. Uh, Bob Melvin and, and Kevin Bob. Cash. Yeah. Yes. yeah and yes. Yeah. No, uh, the, and I believe they were the three that were nominated last year. Um, well, no, it was Cora. No, I think Alex Cora won it. Alex Cora. It was Cora, Boone, and, and uh, Melvin that got nominated last year, and, of course, Melvin won it. I, I think those, I think the three that you just mentioned, Perry, are probably going to be the nominees, Boone and uh, Cash and, and Melvin. And, uh, boy, you know, I don't look, think you I, could love, go, I don't think you could go wrong with any of those. No. No. Um, you know, any they all deserve it. I mean, look at what. Uh, Bob Melvin and Kevin Cash have to work with. Right. Let's, be on, let's be honest. I mean, the A's. Uh, let me give you a statistic here. The A's they have the twenty eighth uh, lowest payroll. The yes. Rays have the thirtieth lowest yes. payroll. Wow. I know. And by the way, but the Rays, who when they were trying to clinch or in a play, you know in contention for a wild card with the playing the Yankees Tuesday night. Through eight thousand people. Yeah, right. I mean, look. <laughs> no, it, they can you know. say all they want about putting the stadium in the wrong place, and it's a crummy, and it is a crummy stadium, and I get yeah. all that. But they've either got to build a new stadium or just go somewhere else because it's not working down there. Well, uh, the, the A's have the same. The A's has the same issue in Oakland. I mean, how many years can can the barrier people say? Well, well, you know, we want to build a new stadium. Eventually, something's going to have to give. Now, now, the the uh, the A's problem is 
The Warriors are now gone. They, they've moved to San Francisco. The Raiders will be gone after this football season. They're going to Vegas. So as soon as the Raiders leave and officially go to Vegas, there is no more excuses for the A's or the city yep. of Oakland or Major League Baseball to get a new stadium done. And look, we have a lot of, we have a lot of young players that are going to need new contracts. I am tired as an A's fan of constantly seeing good players go they play well for us and then they end up going somewhere else because our ownership doesn't want to, doesn't want to or can't spend the money to keep them. You know. Right. Uh, but on the other hand, talking about drawing, though, Robert, the game, uh, tell, tell us, you were telling us before the show what the setup is for Wednesday night. Uh, with Tampa Bay coming uh, well, uh, before showtime, I found out. Or Tuesday 40... night, I'm sorry, Tuesday night, the Tampa Bay game, is that right? Uh, no, no, they're, uh, Wednesday. they're Wednesday. They're Wednesday, all right. Yeah. So Tuesday's Washington, okay. Yeah. Um, I found out before the show started tonight that 45,000 tickets have been sold already for Wednesday's game. And that's a 5 o'clock Pacific start, 8 Eastern, Wednesday night on, uh, on uh, I believe it's CBS. ESP- nope, it's ESPN. ESPN, okay. So, uh, you, before, we, going- before we get to that schedule, okay. and I will give that to you in just one second, Bill said he is ready to tell us where our fans are. So let, we want to hear where our fans are, and then I will give you the schedule. Yeah. Right. Go ahead, Bill. Well, we're going to start with the new home of the Tampa, <laughs> the Rays, Montreal, Quebec. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. We're in Warren, Michigan. but say hello there. Let's see. We've got two in Little Rock. Okay. We're big in Little Rock. We're going to go up the ratings there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reynoldsburg, Ohio, which is just outside of Columbus. Okay. Okay. Gonzales, Louisiana. Bet we know uh, who that know. is. We know who that is. We know who that is. We know who that is. Yeah. Let's go to the capital of Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Let's go to Germany. Okay. Minneapolis, yeah. Minnesota. We're big there. Got a couple well, of them there. Of course, with the Twins being good, yes. Yeah, that's right. I got two in St. Louis. You know those Blues fans and Cardinals fans. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I, I know the one Cardinals couple fans, who listens. Yeah. I know one couple who listens all the time. They don't call in, uh, but they do. They do like to hear us. I've heard that. Yeah. We've got well, give, them, give them a shout out, Chris. Who might they right, be? Hey, do Jim we and, hey, Jim and Marlene. How's it going? Yeah. Congratulations on the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He was doing that this morning about 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. Let's see. Let's go <laughs> back to the high. Another German listener. Okay. Palatine, Illinois. Okay. Kansas City, Missouri. We're big in KC. Oh, there, there's well, Pam, there's probably. Pam, there's Pam, yeah. There's Pam. Yeah. yeah. We can yeah. see. It's like romper room. We have a magic window here, guys. Yeah, we're, okay. we're also. <laughs> go ahead. We're big in Austin, Texas. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Back to Milwaukee, we're pretty big there. Yeah. Well, they got to be proud of their brewers. But, but my yeah. Iowa, my Iowans haven't tuned in no, yet. No, we got somebody from Austria. Austin is probably Gary listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he Louis. says we do a good job, or at least if he's not listening, we fooled him long enough anyway that he says it, whether he knows or not, whether he's right. listening or not. And we've got a well, Braintree, good. Massachusetts. Am I correct there? Oh, that's Rick. Hello, Rick. Yeah. Hey. Uh, Lance, okay. Michigan. We're big in Michigan, apparently. Yeah. Well. In uh, California, the home of Alameda Linda. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And All right. I guess that's it for this week. But All we'll right. see okay. next pretty week. Good. Well, hey, good. A nice we're doing pretty good. 
Yeah. All right, well, and, and welcome aboard. Out, and welcome aboard to everybody who is listing. By the yes, way, let's thank, and yes, thank you well, for tuning well, in. But yes, before yes. we get to the actual schedule, Perry, why don't you uh, run down? I've heard some rumors. What have you heard about Joe Madden basically going anywhere, correct? I have heard several rumors. Philadelphia, well, we know they still have a manager yet. I've heard the Angels might, if they can get Joe Madden, they might fire Brad Osmus. I've heard um, San Diego might want him, the Mets. So I've heard several rumors there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Mike Sosha is also rumored to go, uh, possibly go to San Diego as well. And one other thing to mention, uh, last night, uh, Derek Derek Cole of the Astros. Derek uh, Cole. Won, or Derek, yeah, he won his 20th game, and, uh, and uh, Verlander the night before became the 18th player in Major League Baseball history to strike out 3,000 hitters. So, And I think Garrett Cole, by having a great year as he has, has probably made himself a lot of money. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, although, so. that's a good question, Perry. How many of these guys will take the qualifying offers? Because we know what happened to Craig Kimbrell and da- Dallas Keuchel. Ke- you know what? Very few, because the agents will always tell them they can do better. What they were talking about today uh, with J.D. Martinez, he's got a club option deal, uh, you know, that he can, he can exercise he can opt and stay. Out, yes, huh? He can mm-hmm. opt out or stay. But the thing is, he, they think that if he opts out, that um, you know, unlike, unlike last time, that he wouldn't be sitting around, that he would have a, a pre-agreed-upon uh, deal with somebody if he opts out. I th- they felt, by the way, that Mookie was more likely to come back this year. This was just the Red Sox pregame and postgame folks. Just kind of thought Mookie might be back, but J.D. is kind of up in the air. So that's right. kind of where uh, um, the Red Sox Another got. thing, along with the qualifying offers, remember, teams can also non-tender guys' contracts, too. That comes up sometime in November. And uh, I know on the Cubs, yeah. there's a lot of rumored, you know, rumored players that they may or may not non-tender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, uh, so we'd, Perry, be here, we'd be here down? all night if I gave you those rumors. That's right. right so yeah. we, we've got a long hot stove uh, league thing, although it was around 80 or something here today, so we didn't get into the hot stove yet, but uh, we will before uh, we will. before we get to spring training. Here's remember, our... the season starts uh, March 26th, so it's not a long off season, folks. No. But here's what we have on Tuesday night, 8 Eastern, will be the Brewers at the Nationals. That's on uh, TBS. Um, Wednesday night at 8, it will be... The uh, Rays visiting the A's, that's an ESPN game. Then Thursday, we don't have the times yet on Thursday, there will be two National League games. We know that it'll be the Cardinals and the Braves, and then the Dodgers and the winner of the wild card game. Which would probably be in the later game. I would assume that the Braves game would be first and the Dodgers would, game would be later. I would think so. Yeah. I would think so, but you yeah. never which know about mean, these things. Which means that, okay, the TBS has a National League. They Fox do, yes. Sports one has the American League. And then, of okay. course, I think it's uh, MLB Network has two American League games. Yes, yeah, yeah, they got two American League games. Of course, they own by Fox. They do a couple of those. They'll do one on, on Friday when everybody's playing and probably one on Monday. Yeah. Or they may do one on Sunday while all the NFL stuff is going, too. I suppose that's well, no, no, yeah. they usually do. They do it when you have the four games on one day. Yeah. That's on Friday, correct? Have, do we not that's have, on do we have Friday, four games yeah. on Friday? We do. Two, okay. two on Thursday. Four on Monday because Saturday is just, Saturday's a, a travel day for the National League. Sunday's a travel day for the American League. So correct. it's usually Friday and Monday. When and that play. gets them around the uh, college and pro football. You know, yeah. it can work the baseball but to work in late afternoon and early evening. 
Yeah, but obviously check on your check over on uh, 712-432-3642, board 13. We'll have your schedules as they are made right. available to us. And then us. the American yes, League matchups, we'll have the Twins uh, playing at New York. That'll be that's set, set, just like the Braves and Cardinals are set. That's the 2-3 seeds, so we already know that. And we know that Houston will meet the winner of the A's and the Rays. Right, and, and, uh, and also for the uh, National League game on on uh, Tuesday, uh, Brandon Woodruff has been announced by the Milwaukee Brewers to start against uh, Max Scherzer. Uh, against Max Scherzer, so. Sure. And cool. Charlie Morton is going to start against the A's on Wednesday. The A's have not made it official, but uh, I, I have a feeling it's going to be uh, Sean Manaya who gets that start on Wednesday night. So. What do you think well, as far as Houston, uh, you know, just look at these series, you know, the twin, the ones we know about first and then the ones we don't. Uh, what do you think about the Cardinals and Braves? Oh, as, as, as a Cubs, as a Cubs fan, I say go Braves. <laughs> yeah, right. but, yeah, I mean, Cardinal, pretty evenly know, matched. Even as a Cardinal fan, I'm kind of worried. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I think Atlanta might win that series. If you believe uh, what you've heard all season, if it goes like we think it may, It'll be Braves, Dodgers, and then Yankees, Astros. Yeah, the yeah. Yankees have really always kind of owned the Twins, and uh, you know, for the most part. I mean, the Twins have played better the last couple of years, but it seems like the Yankees have had some amazingly long uh, streaks against the Twins. Bri- so, Brian yeah. Cashman was on um, the front office this morning, and he said, un- "He said, and he said, obviously, he said we respect." you know, what Terry Ryan and Ron Gardenhire did. And he said, we certainly didn't expect to have that kind of success. But he said, we are really worried about this Twins team because he said, this team is really, really dangerous. So They are. Uh, they can hit the ball, I'll tell you. And the Yankees starting. See, the Yankees have a great bullpen, but how far behind? You saw the game uh, with the Red Sox when the Red Sox beat them, whatever, 16-3. to Yeah, they got to their bullpen eventually, but it was way too late. The Red Sox... So if you get rolling and you got a good offense like the Red Sox have or the Twins have, you can knock a team right out of there before. And, and keep one thing in mind for the Twins. Remember, they don't have Michael Pineda, and he was one of their better starters this That's year. That's correct, too. Mm-hmm. So, they did show up and remember, And remember you know. now, remember, too, as far as the wild card game on Tuesday night, I, I think I heard a stat that the Brewers had used 21 pitchers in September, they won't be able to do that on Tuesday night. No, it no. goes back to a 25-man roster for the playoffs. So, And remember, next year, we start the season will start with a 26-man roster, but in September, you can only expand to 28 starting next year. That's so right. So the season will stay at 26 all, it'll be 26 all through the season? All year round, Correct. yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, that's right. that's a good idea because if you're going to have the new right. rule, and is it official? You're going to have the three batters rule uh, with the pitchers. Uh, we, I have not heard that official yet. Okay. Right. So we'll see about that. That'll be off season. Sure. Well, first of all, the fun thing about the off season, and we may as well get this prediction out of the way. There will be trial balloons floated, and by the time we get to March and spring training, we won't know which ones they're actually going to do and which ones they aren't because they <laughs> do that right. every year. Now. Yeah. But I uh, but I but guess in the Arizona Fall League. They are going to try the robotic umpires, which in my mind is absolutely oh ridiculous. Okay, but but we'll of course we'll talk about uh, this guy again that, later. But Jeff, as we get later on, but Jeff Brantley was saying the other day that uh, he they were talking about he and Marty were talking about a lot of things on Thursday, and they were right. talking about yeah. this bullpenning and. Um, uh, Jeff Brantley said he thinks that is horrible for the game is all this bullpenning. Uh, yeah, well, I hate the openers, so I wish the openers would that's, go away. That's what he, that's that's one of the things that he's yeah. talking about. Yeah. 
So okay. shall we? Shall we basically? We stole him away from another podcast. So shall we let him? Yeah, maybe we, we turn Robert him? loose. Robert, tell us um, about the fight last night. Um, well, it, um, for those that didn't get it, uh, it, it um, so far it's the fight of 2019. Uh, Earl Spence Jr., who is the, in my mind, uh, one of the top two welterweights in the division, uh, met another uh, champion, Sean Porter. And I didn't give Sean Porter much of a chance just because of his fighting style. I thought, I thought Spence would just, you know, it would be an easy night at the office. It was anything but. Um, it was a tough fight all the way through. It went 12 rounds. There was only one knockdown in the fight. Spence uh, not finally knocked down Porter in the 11th, but he wasn't uh, uh, he wasn't affected by it at all. And uh, uh, they uh, Earl Spence won a split decision. How one of the judges saw 115-112 for Sean Porter, I will never know. But the official scorecards were. 116-111 for Spence, 115-112 for Porter, 116-111 for Spence. I scored 115-112 for uh, Earl Spence. Um, had had uh, Spence not gotten a knockdown, there was a possibility it could have wound up in a draw, and we would have had a rematch. Well, that's out the window now, although I think Sean is going to earn a lot more money even, even from losing. Uh, because he he opened a lot of people's eyes last night. The rumor is Earl Spence is going to, now that he's got the WBC and IBF belts, his next target is going to be the uh, the living legend Manny Pacquiao. But that's going to take an awful lot of money to get Pacquiao to to fight. And of course, you've got to work around his political schedule since he's now a senator in the Philippines. Uh, and what's if, the other? What's the other big one? Of course, uh, Camela Alvarez. Explain a little bit. He's going up two two classes. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, well, uh, and and you have to in order to watch any of his fights, you got to have the app DAZN because he's got an exclusive deal. But yeah, he's jumping up from middleweight to light heavyweight to take on Sergey Kovalev, and that that happens in November. But I, I, you know, I basically wanted to focus on the welterweights here because it's, yeah. it's quite interesting. Um, uh, so if if Spence can't get can't get Pacquiao to agree to a fight, and it's going to take a lot more money than it's going to it's going to take a ton of money to get Manny to do this because Manny Manny can be competitive with any of the welterweights except for Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford. And that, that opens up another can of worms because Terrence Crawford is being promoted by top rank and he's got a contract with ESPN. And you get in the whole political aspect of Fox working with ESPN and uh, the promotion companies working together. And uh, yeah. that, that's, that's going to be a nightmare. But if uh, Earl Spence does not get Manny Pacquiao in the ring next, he'll be fighting Danny Garcia next. So, and, and, and by, by the way, by the way, just for the uh, for the record, we have entered overtime. Okay. Yes. Um, we are in overtime. Okay. And, uh, our, our pay rate just went up by, by yeah. a whole <laughs> <laughs> So um, you know, but last night was pretty interesting. The undercard wasn't too bad. Um, and the next time I'll probably talk about boxing on this show will be after November twenty third, when uh, Deontay Wilder uh, has his rematch with Luis Ortiz. 
Uh, Deontay Wilder is the WBC heavyweight champion. Uh, the other champions are tied up fighting each other. Uh, Andy Ruiz will be fighting Anthony Joshua in December in Saudi Arabia. And again, you have to have the app zone to watch that fight, just like the first fight. And of course, uh, I don't yeah. do apps. If it's not on my TV, you know, I feel like they don't want me to watch you it. Just do, you just do main dishes, right? Yeah, exactly. No <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So before, uh, now while you have we, the floor, Robert, why don't you give a quick uh, thumbnail of the NHL as we start there, That's week. just what I was saying. Before we go to college football, why don't we do the hockey next? Well, okay. Um, hockey, according to the experts, um, they, uh, they feel that coming out of the West will be the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And coming out of the East will be the Toronto Maple Leafs. That, that, that's who a lot of the experts are saying who's going to wind up in the Stanley Cup final. So what's Toronto done to improve their defense? Anything? Uh, that is, well, you, you just took the words out of my mouth, Chris. In my opinion, Toronto hasn't done anything to improve their defense. As a matter of fact, they lost one of their best defensemen this year, Jake Gardner, uh, I forget where he went, but he's no longer there. And unless Toronto can figure out how to fix that defense, I don't see them coming out of the East. Um, Tampa's going to be up there in the East. Um, the, Bruins. The, Bruins, the Bruins are going to be good. Uh, and, of course, you have the Islanders who did very well last year. The Rangers year. Have, should have proved. The Rangers picked up a lot of folks, too. The, 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 Rangers spent a lot, the Rangers spent a lot of money. And the surprise team, just because of who's now coaching them, watch out for the Florida Panthers because now Joe Quinville, Joe Quinville is behind the bench. He got mm-hmm. Sergey Bobrovsky from Columbus and brought in a, a, a lot of good players. Watch out for Florida. Uh, they're not expected to do anything, but with Quinville behind your bench, you can't go wrong. So, and in and the our, West, what our, do you think the size of uh, Vegas? Go ahead, go ahead Robert. Yeah. Besides Vegas, who do you think of the contenders? Uh, well, uh, well uh, you've got St. Louis, the defending yep. champions. They're going to be right back up there. And as yep. far as I'm concerned, they've improved themselves with picking up Justin Falk from the uh, Hurricanes. Uh, the Hurricanes didn't want to pay him any money in uh, the blue, the Blues didn't have to give up a whole lot to get him, and they, they've already signed him to a long-term deal. So the Blues are going to be around. Um, the experts say the Sharks are going to be there. I'm skeptical of that because when you lose your captain and he scores 40 goals a year, that's that's a lot to replace. So we'll we'll see. Um, but Winnipeg's going to be up there. Uh, the West is going to be like the Western Conference in the NBA. It's going to be a dogfight. The East, you know, basically the teams you have to watch out for are, are Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay, you know, people like that. And the Rangers should be up there. Islanders should be up there. The Devils should be improved. I, I think you're going to have more improved teams in the East than you are in the West. So, okay. and, our, and our TV, Robert, is the same as it was with NBCSN and NBC. Uh, yeah, it's going to be that way for, I think, this season and next. And then afterwards, I think you have to negotiate a new TV deal. But I yes. think for the next two years, I think that's how it is. So, And okay. I'm not, I'm, I won't be subscribing to NHL Center Ice, so I'll be doing a lot of NHL on TuneIn and stuff like that this year. So okay. I'll I'll have to find out various radio stations and whatnot because well um, if you have tuned in live you just say the teams and you know, there yeah, you are exactly you know. yeah and mm-hmm. and real quickly let's get into some college football not a whole lot because we got Marty Brennerman here we are in overtime yes yes we are 
our first ever historic moment. We've run yeah, over. Yeah. We're yeah. we're up there with all things radio running in the Tim show. We, we just run into Rob. So <laughs> hey, Robbie Robot, Robbie the Robot is less. Okay. Yeah, Robbie, Tim is a very mellow guy, but so is Robbie the Robot. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah, he but, is. Yeah, I is, think but, the I think but, the biggest thing in college football yesterday was the Clemson North Carolina game, where yes. North Carolina scored very late and went for two to win the game instead of kicking the extra point to go to overtime. And as I said to Chris privately, that in college, I think even more so than the pros, in the colleges, you never know what those overtimes. So I would have kicked the point and went to overtime. And, boy, they, couldn't you have seen what it would have been if they'd have actually won the game in that overtime? And they're not oh, as strenuous man, as the pro overtimes. You know, the pros, you can look at 10 minutes of, you know, all that. The colleges, I know the guys get tired and everything, and they're not in shape the way the pros are. But that's a different kind of an overtime, the way you do the college overtime. So it's not like you have to – I know it, was, it had to be hot down there. It was warm here yesterday. It was probably very hot in Charlotte uh, – in. Uh, Chapel Hill, but I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, so and then of what course, is, other, what is it going to take? The other game, Texas A&M, Arkansas. Of course, that was. But other, most of the other games, the big games, blowouts. I mean, Penn State. God, I mean, I was surprised. The one I was surprised at the blowout was Temple. I mean, okay, they beat Georgia Tech. That's fine. Twenty-four to two. Really? I mean, this is the yeah. ACC, and that was that was a big big win. Wow! But and Wake right. Forest uh, is, I mean, is still undefeated. They did beat DC, so probably they'll be in the yeah, top twenty-five. But, yeah, I uh, was undefeated, but they only beat Middle Tennessee State. Um, so what yeah, Iowa, I mean, Iowa State lost to Baylor. Yep. Are there are there a lot of undefeated? I was talking to Perry today, and I was saying how you know Notre Dame uh, you know had a tough game with Virginia, but they won it now, and they're saying okay, their strength of schedule and all that. But if you stay at one loss. You know, other teams are going to join you there, and then you might have a chance to get in. How many, uh, I mean, not that we can run them all down, but roughly how many undefeated teams do we have right now? Uh, I'd say at least, well, well I know Clemson and Alabama are undefeated. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then, of course, Georgia is still undefeated. Ohio State. Oh, wait, no, yeah. no, 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 Georgia's not. Or, no, yeah. Georgia lost to, uh, who Georgia lose to? I don't think Georgia. No, no, I don't no, think Georgia lost. They beat Notre Dame. They beat Notre Dame. They beat Notre Dame. Yeah, and then so Ohio State. And then Ohio State. Boy, they, they look good because they Oklahoma, they pounded Oklahoma Nebraska last night. But Oklahoma has not played anybody. Oklahoma right. has not played anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have a handful of teams that are undefeated. But you have a lot of those one-loss teams like your Texas, LSU, still undefeated. Yeah. Right. So, so, I mean, it takes your, a while to play out. So, to just say that you've lost one game, it puts you behind the eight ball and you're in yeah. trouble, but it doesn't mean you're out of it, you know? And if you win the like rest of the game, you got Texas, you got Texas, Oklahoma, and Alabama, Texas A&M all in the same day in two weeks. So Yeah. But, so, what what are some of the highlights anyway. for next week's schedule? Not really a whole lot. I don't have it. Well, the one, game I, the one game I heard advertised all day today was uh, was Auburn and Florida, so... Yeah, okay. Auburn, Florida is about the big. That's the big game for next week. That's a huge. Mm-hmm. That's a huge. But and I think Auburn is the team. Overtime. Auburn is the team that is surprising people so far. Yes, they are. They're surprising a lot of folks. But yeah. Okay. They are awesome. definitely surprising a lot of folks. Uh, so, know. do we have any uh, before we wrap up and send it to Marty Brenneman and uh, let Bill play that after he does his spots? Do we have any? Uh, any other hands or anything uh, going on we, there, Perry? We don't. So, uh, uh, well, one other thing we probably should mention, Sean, do you want to cover the Candace situation? 
Oh, okay. Uh, we'll yeah. get into that on a later date. That, that's oh. a bigger. We'll cover. That's kind of slow in developing, a... and it also doesn't sound. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's much. Uh, there's a lot of smoke, but I don't yeah, think there's, there's not much fire. Of that, so. Okay. No, I don't think but no, okay, but before we before we play Marty Brenneman, we can talk a little bit about him. Uh, he did retire on Thursday. I heard an interview with him yesterday on Sirius XM, and he said. Um, he really is not going to miss the game. He said the game has changed so much over the years and and all. He really is going to miss that. What he's going to miss is sitting in the press box and having dinner at 5 o'clock with, you know, the rest of the Reds crew and the opposing broadcast teams. Right. He said it's the people that he's going to miss. But I guess he does have a deal with the Reds where he can do – he's going to go to spring training for a couple of weeks and be an ambassador – um, and stuff like that. So he's not totally gone, and no. um, all that. But he he said he said the game is so different now. He he said he, he felt that uh, on the Reds team, the only reason that a lot of the guys came out and and tipped their cap to him is because David Bell told them they had to. He said a lot of the players probably didn't even want to do that. Wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, have they already named his replacement? Or they ha- they have. It will be. It will be. As I understand it, Bill, correct me if I'm wrong. It will be Tommy Thrall, who we've already heard. Right. That will be the replacement. He will work with Jeff Brantley, um, and all that. Is am I correct on that, Bill? So far, you're correct, but that's always subject right. to change. And and before we get, I guess before we send you off to Marty, uh, I guess I should tell y'all uh, how. You can listen to us throughout the week. Of course, you can download us by going to legendoldies.com and selecting Sports Lounge Live this episode or go to Worldwide Space Legend in your podcatcher or go to uh, just tell your smart device to play Worldwide Legend podcast and keep saying next to get Sports Lounge Live or Coffee Club or All Things Radio. You can also listen to us on the phone, 773 772-7715. That's for Sports Lounge. 773-572-3137 for All Things Radio. And 773-572-6353 for the Coffee Club. But, you know, speaking of it, I guess let's send send ourselves out with a legend on the legend. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. I worked on that all day. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you. You can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org slash caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? 
that would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take, you would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Pete Rose is 4,192nd hit. Uh, stands the hit that broke Ty Cobb's record back in the 80s in that never-to-be-forgotten night at Great American Ballpark against Eric Shaw and the San Diego Padres. And great stories behind, leading up to it because uh, they played a, a Sunday afternoon game to wind up a road trip in Chicago, and, and Pete was... Uh, was one hit away from uh, tying uh, tying the record, and uh, he got a hit that Sunday afternoon after the rain stopped, uh, and I was on the call. I think that's the only time that Joe and I ever, uh, I hate to use the word selfish, but was uh, of, of a, a mind that we wanted to call whenever 4192 came. He got a hit early in that game to, uh, to tie the record. And then in the seventh inning, he came to the plate. Joe was on the mic, hit a rocket into the hole at shortstop. Sean Dunstan was playing shortstop for the Cubs. And I don't think there's another shortstop in baseball that could have fielded the ball and had enough on the throw to get Pete at first base, but he did. And so now the club comes home. They play San Diego on Monday night, a big crowd there. Pete goes hitless. And then tonight he came up in the first inning against San Diego right-hander Eric Schau and had the base hit. Uh, in the left center field uh, that gave him the uh, hit that broke Ty Cobb's all-time hit record. It, it was it was an amazing evening. It was a night in which Pete got very emotional, which is something that Pete rarely ever did in thinking about his father and how pleased he would have been had he been still alive to see it. It was very, very interesting. He levels the bat a couple of times. Shao kicks and he fires. Rose Wayne. There it is! There it is! Get out! And for Cincinnati, it's the final game here at Great American Ballpark in 2019. The final game of the season is always a bit sad, but this year, more so than ever. For today, a 46-year journey comes to an end. For, in my opinion, the best baseball announcer the game has ever heard. A man who taught me that you can take your job serious without taking yourself so seriously. And a man I'm proud to call my friend. So for the final time, with all the play-by-play -play of Cincinnati Reds baseball, here's Marty Brenneman. Thank you very much, Ed. I really, I cannot begin to tell you how much I appreciate the words. It's been a very emotional day for me, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be that way throughout the entire afternoon and into the night. It's Reds country is not going to ask you a 
question simply because this is the last ever Ask Marty segment. I think Red's country wants to say the following. Folks out there, they love you and they are going to miss you. I think you Thank you for your service as the voice, the face, and the connection for all of Red's country to this great franchise. Thank you for your kindness, your generosity, especially with your time and your willingness to be one of those and one of us. Thank you for the many great things that you've done in the community, and Lord knows you have done a million of them. Those known and the many unknown. Sometimes they've raised money, awareness, and the profile for so many organizations you've asked to help, especially the Reds Community Fund. Kyle Austin flies to center for out number one. I'm not done. Thank you for shaving your head at home play. That was big time, by the way. That was unforgettable. <laughs> and thank you for allowing all of the folks in Reds country to celebrate this season and coming back and allowing everybody to be able to say thank you and for your patience that's been asked. I, I know that there has been a lot asked of you, but I know that everyone is so appreciative to just be able to say thank you. Folks out there are, are so grateful, Marty, for being our guy for 46 years and that you're looking good. <laughs> you ended that. And that you're go better, better than twins. <laughs> Everyone is going to miss the Titanic struggles, big boy. We look forward to hearing about your travels and your adventures with Amanda. And looking to having having you still around. I mean, you're, you may not be on the air, but you're still going to be here with the Reds and the Reds family. Uh, I would echo this sentiment as much as anybody. I love you. We love you. And... I just hope you enjoy, as much as anything else, your well-deserved retirement. This is from your fans here in Reds Country. Wow. I appreciate That's that. That's pretty cool. It gets to me again. I knew this was going to be a tough day. I appreciate that, pal. Well, that's why I didn't read it before fitting. <laughs> Some grounds to first, two out, and here's Grandall. Look, you've made a lot of difference in so many people's lives, whether they be kids or whether they're adults. Kids that are now adults. Everybody just wants to say thank you. I mean, 46 years, bro, that's a long time. Golly. That's a long time. Like I said before, and I'll say it again, I'm sure I'll say it down the field when I'm down there with the fans. I, they, they don't owe me anything. I'm the one that owes everything. Uh, this town has been so good to me. And, I mean, I, 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 I'm dead serious. They, they don't owe me anything. I, I told the club, I don't, I don't need anything. I, I owe these people so much because of willingly taking me in and opening their arms to me after Al Michaels left and following 73 and me coming in here in 74 and 
Um, never dreaming it'd be 46 years later, and I'm wrapping it up today. Fly ball to left. And how much you're appreciated. That's all I got. Well, I I want to. Uh, Jeff, I got some things to say. Me too, bud. Um, again, I want to reiterate what I said earlier. I don't, I don't feel like that uh, all the hullabaloo created over me retiring uh, has been uh, misplaced. I feel like the, that um, welcomed me into the city. When I came in 1974 and have maintained that love and affection through all these years, they're the ones that um, I should be giving back to rather than they give to me. Um, this has been almost a real day for me today, getting up and thinking about broadcasting my last baseball game which at times was almost incomprehensible to me it was hard for me to to come to grips with that part of it but the the, the retirement thing was an easy thing for me to do because there are places i want to go and things i want to do with amanda and i'm healthy and um but that doesn't make the departure any less easy uh or any more easy i should say uh there are people hanging around here god bless them i'll be on the field shortly and i'll be able to talk to some of these people up close and personal but you know this city once they decide that you're one of theirs uh being the most provincial city i've ever lived in uh, once they decide that you are one of them if you come from the outside it's going to take a while because they are very protective of the city and very protective of people that they feel like is one of them and when they felt that way for me and i can almost pinpoint the time it happened in july of 74 it's almost like if you and I are brothers and I can call you the vilest names in the you can't. I can do it, but he can't. And I think that's the way it is to have lived in this city all the time that I have and to have made all the friends that I have and have been a hand in raising three kids through three marriages and 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 never ever this city in any aspect of it and i'm proud to say that i'll be here until the day that they pass muster on me for the final time to say i'm a cincinnatian and for those who are here today and for those who are listening wherever they might be uh, just know how much Ed. How much you're appreciated that's all i got well i i want to tell you something marty because we don't we don't talk about this a whole lot simply because we're here all the time together and it, it's difficult to to share these things when when you stand day to day but you talked about protection when you come in and you're trying to take a seat that joe nuxall held for you did something for me that I don't know that anybody's done that except my dad. Protecting you from, from failure and protecting you so that you can have some success. And lost my dad a long time ago and 
never thought that I would ever have that kind of relationship with another man ever. Um, but you have protected me. You have taken care of me from day one that I walked into this booth. And that that's part of the reason that these folks here in Cincinnati accepted this country guy because Marty Brenneman accepted me. And I can't thank you enough for that and just for your teaching and helping me understand what it's like and what it's supposed to be to broadcast ball games. What I do hope going forward is that we will be able, Tommy and I will be able to make you proud people here but you've set a standard here and i hope that we will be able to make you proud and carry on the phenomenal tradition cincinnati and on cincinnati radio well thank you buddy you know how much i love you pal and i i i uh i i just hope that the people now go will accept tommy thrall as well as they accepted me 46 years ago um he's a very talented young man i think people know uh having listened to his work uh, beginning in spring training and and of course all throughout the course of the year and uh treating fairly give him an opportunity to settle in uh in the seat that i'm sitting in right now because he will end up being here for a while and doing a very 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 good job um to uh, the other broadcast partners that we have the tom brennemans and chris welch's and jeff becoros and doug flynn's and uh, danny graves and sam lecure and brian Giesenslaw. uh i hope i didn't miss anybody uh they know how i feel about them and first and foremost guy sitting behind me all the years that uh dave armbrister and i have been together over 25 years and periodically that he's our mentor and mentor and spiritual leader and people get a laugh out of that but there's much more truth to that statement than not um i would not know how to operate consistently at home without him being with us and and taking care of all the problems i say all they're rare but when they crop up he handles it with the same calm placid attitude that he has about everything else he injects caustic comments into situations when we turn around tell him to keep quiet and he gives it back to us um, I, I i've never been around a fellow so adept at what he does and is blended in uh, with the fabric of this radio booth beginning in the days when Joe and I were together and more recently uh, with Jeff um, I, I just can't about the affection that I have for Dave Armbruster we call him Yid and uh, I'm going to miss him as much as I miss anybody uh, when the 2020 season gets underway and uh, Yid I thank you for your friendship and I thank you for the work that you've given us for all of these years um, I'm going to be on the field in a moment. I'm going to be visiting with the fans who have hung around this afternoon. I look forward to seeing you. Again, I appreciate your love. It's a two-way street. We will 
Uh, we'll see each other down the road because Amanda and I are not going anywhere. We'll be in and out of town, but I have too much invested in this city to pull up and, and leave like other people have done in the past. I don't anticipate and never expect to live anywhere else but this town uh, because of how wonderful it has been to me and my, my three kids and my grandkids. Um, it's just a very, very special place, and I hope that all of those listening and those who are in the ballpark listening to our comments understand it with a passion that I try to uh, to portray about this town. Um, gentlemen, I'm good to go. Jeff, I love you. I love you too, buddy. Yet I love you. Tommy, I love you. My kids are in here. It couldn't be any better than this to have my whole family together. And if you see me out and about in the town in the days and weeks and months and years to come, come up and say hello, and we'll chat a bit. Tommy, back to you.